the First Lady of New York Radio, Joan Hamburg. Entertaining and informative. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Welcome, everyone. It's Joan Hamburg. And it's no secret, I love thrillers. And particularly if Nelson DeMille has written them. A new one just came out called Bloodlines. And actually, and Nelson can correct me, I think this is the second book in the Scott Brody series. And if you've read read him before, you know he's an army investigator. And he's got a very attractive, smart partner, Maggie Taylor. And they're hunting down a murderer who killed one of their own associates. So, and this book is written with Nelson's son, who also is a writer, but basically started his career as a screenwriter. And then along comes Bloodlines. And and another one too. So let's really start from the beginning. You had done a lot of things and came out of the army and started writing. You had a major novel in the end of the 70s. And that was not probably not a shock to to us readers, but it was probably a shock to you. You wrote By the Rivers of Babylon and next thing you know, you're on every list there is. Yeah, it was kind of an author's dream come true. I was very lucky. Uh, a lot of people write for years and can't get published. And I'd written uh, By the Rivers of Babylon. It was there, uh, ironically, a uh, Islamic terrorist thriller. And, uh, you know, here we are 40 years later or whatever, and we're still on the same subject of Islamic terrorism. But By the Rivers of Babylon, 78, was at the beginning of uh, Islamic terrorism, if you remember. There was, uh-huh. you know, a police- Incidents. This is kind of a new book, uh, new a new genre, I should say, and I think it just captured uh, you know, the the feeling of the times. And the book became a bestseller, and I was very fortunate. It was like a book of the month club, main selection, and all that. And uh, it was like every writer's dream come true. But you gotta, uh, what do they say? You know, be careful what you wish for, because that started a forty-some year career, and here I am. Uh, 40 years later, still doing the same thing, which is okay, it's fine. Well, it's, you know what, you've got to be better to yourself because it's variations on a theme and the world changes, but a lot of things don't move along with it and you take us to different places and really, it's real. I mean, you, I have not read any setting like the German setting in in this new book that grabbed you so hard. And I literally stayed up last night till I finished it. And it's a big book, but I couldn't stop. And it took us into a Germany that we hope is not the real Germany today, but it looks a lot like it. And I've been in Germany recently and there were marches and white supremacy and all kinds of things that you didn't want to see in Germany taking place. So and it takes a while to write books, but you were right on it before it even started happening. 
Yeah, this book is mostly set in Berlin, uh, contemporary Berlin. And uh, I wrote it with my son, Alex DeMille. And um, he had been, I think, I'm to Berlin so back in the year 2000 when he was a young man, just on a, on a trip. And he kind of got fascinated by the city. And uh, he'd gone back a number of times on his own. So he put a lot of that ambiance of uh, modern Berlin in there. And Berlin, as you know, John, is city with a tragic history. And, uh, you know, it was World War One, World War Two, the bombing and the divided city with the wall. And we bring all that out in, uh, in this book, which is, again, a contemporary. Uh, but the murder of this uh, CID criminal investigation army man uh, took place in a park. And the park is in the middle of a uh, Arab immigrant neighborhood, so the suspicion right away falls on the community, right? That community, and yet we know in the background we get a hint that there are neo Nazis involved someplace, and uh, so that's the twist. And I won't give the whole book away, but that's kind of what it's about. No, and I was in Germany not that long ago. And that threat was starting to rear its head, and you, you got it. I mean, as it was happening, and and people often because your locations are so real. How much time did you spend there, or is it just your fertile brain that recreates the reality? Well, a little bit of both. You know, I've been, in, I've been to Berlin four times. I, the first time I went there was actually before the wall came down. And the um, second time was right after the wall came down. It was quite an historic time to be there. I missed uh, the wall coming down by about two weeks. I was in Berlin in October of 89. The wall came down in November. Uh, and I always wanted to set a book there. And this was a, this is just a good story. You know, an American military still has a presence in Germany. We still have forces there. And I said, well, what if one of these CID men, uh, who's a counterterrorism expert, uh, gets killed in a Muslim neighborhood? Uh, and then our heroes, Scott Brody, the CID, and his partner, Maggie Taylor, uh, are asked to... Uh, they're stationed at Quantico, Virginia, and they are asked to come to Germany and investigate the murder of their colleague. So that was, you know, the setup and the, yeah, the ambience is good. People who've been to Germany a lot, they you, know, you really captured Berlin and all with all its levels of, you know, history and its levels of political strife between the neo Nazis and the Muslim community, and you know, and the, and the far left and all that. It's a, it's an interesting city. Always the, uh, well, many times the setting for Cold War thrillers because it's such a, you know, kind of a atmospheric city. Uh, but I wanted to set set this in Berlin because I always remember those Cold War thrillers that I read, always set in Berlin by the wall, all the Le Carre novels and all that. So I think yeah, one of the one of the strengths of this book is the setting of Berlin. Yeah, no, it's it definitely is very powerful, and you know, having been there fairly recently, and the refugee crisis was rearing its head. And the division of Germany and the neo-Nazi movement, it really grabs you, and you did that in this book. But at what stage of all the books you've written and all the bestsellers did you decide you wanted a partner with someone? 
Uh, well, you know, one of my first books uh, was called May Day. I partnered with a childhood friend, Tom Block, who was a U.S. air pilot. And, and, and May Day is an um, airline disaster novel, and it was actually a movie of the week for CBS with Don Johnson. Um, and we, you know, it put a big strain on the relationship with Tom Block. We had been friends since we were four years old, neighborhood kid. Uh, but we, you know, it was a clash of egos, you know, two alpha males trying to write a book together. It was not, right. a, not a pretty sight. Uh, the book was very successful. And, uh, uh, but, you know, the relationship uh, suffered because of it. So I said, never again will I uh, co-author Do that. But, you know, when, they, when the publisher asked me to develop a series with a co-author, uh, I thought of my son, who was a screenwriter, and uh, he's a Yale grad, and uh, he got his MFA at UCLA, and he's an uh, award-winning screenwriter. And I called him one night, and I said, Alex, how would you like to co-author a novel with me? And he said, no. <laughs> no, and I can understand that, because I try to ask myself that. My son's a writer. And right. I thought, I don't think that could work, but yours uh, worked. It's going to work either, but... But the magic was, uh, I mean, I mentioned the magic number. You know, I said, this is what the publisher is willing to pay. And he said, oh. Uh, he couldn't resist. <laughs> I made him an offer he couldn't refuse. Right, yeah, but, but it still. Well. The, first, the first book was The Deserter, as you remember, uh, which was, uh, you know, these two characters uh, on the CID. Uh, and uh, the second book in the series is this one, Bloodlines. And we have a third in the works right now, which will be out hopefully this time next year. With the characters, the same characters? Yeah, it's going to be a continuing series. Yeah, no, I, that's right. I didn't want to lose them. And and that's unusual. Like, well, what happened? You know, don't tell me the book is over now. I want to hear more. Yeah, that's good. That's a good, uh, that's a good early review from you. I appreciate it. The book just came out yesterday. And, uh, you know, all well, indications, the reviews have been good. Reader, you know, the reader response has been very good. And uh, I think he's, you know, my son is 41. And he's on the beginning, he's at the beginning of a new career. I think he's going to have to give up the, the day job, which was screenwriting, and, and concentrate full-time on writing novels. Did it work? Work better with your son than it did with your old friend? It did. Uh, he still listens to the old man, and uh, he knew that he was. This was sort of an apprenticeship, a paid apprenticeship, but an apprenticeship. And he wanted to learn, and he listened to me, and I guided him along with the first book, uh, The Deserter. Uh, but by the time we got to this one, Bloodlines, uh, he really knew what he was doing. He really had the skills. He had the writing skills. You know, you've read screenplays. Uh, there's not a lot there in the screenplays. No, it's different. The whole story is very different. I could not write a screenplay, and he, he didn't think he could write a novel. But I convinced him that he could. I gave him some confidence, and it worked. And he it, did. It worked well. Spread the word. The JCPenney Friends and Family Sale is back. And this week, we're passing the savings on to you. Use your extra 30% off coupon to prep your home and style your family for Easter. That's extra savings on top of our great low prices. Plus, share your coupon with everyone you know and love. It's always better when we save together. JCPenney. Make everybody count. Offer valid 311 through 317. Exclusion supply. See store or jcp.com for details. So, with the two of you... Two separate places to write. Oh, How did you deal yeah. with it? Yeah, I think if we were the same, well, we would have maybe killed each other. 
uh, you know, because of technology, when I when I did it the first time, when I did May Day with Tom Blog, with the old days when you typed the manuscript, you physically typed it, and you or a couple of chapters, you put it in the mail, and hope it reached the other author in three or four days. But now, you know, with the internet and email, we were able to go back and forth, and with cell phones, we could call each other anytime. Right. So it, it, it kind of brought back a lot of memories of me not being able to reach Tom Bach when I was writing this and he not being able to reach me and vice versa. Stuff lost in the mail. And, but this, you know, the technology made the, made the logistics easier. It doesn't make the writing any easier. But the logistics were, were quick and fast and we were able to be in communication if we had to 24 hours a day. So that worked out. And, uh, you know, I left them to his own devices. And, uh, it, and worked. it worked. It worked. It worked. But I'm curious... I thought I read that you did not spend a lot of time in Germany where this novel is based, that your Germany was so real and so current, you know, having been there not that long ago, the the feeling and the sort of anxiety of, is Germany going to explode a little bit? Are are we going to see the rising of the neo-Nazi movement was all over the streets? Like... How how could you even know that? Yeah, well, I, I had been to, I had been to Germany recently, and the reason was we were going to go, uh, Alex and I, but uh, COVID got in the way, so we didn't go. But we had I I'd gone to the Frankfurt Book Fair almost every year. You know, the Frankfurt Book Fair is the big uh-huh. book fair, the international book fair. So every year I would go to Frankfurt for about fifteen years. So I was on every uh, after the Frankfurt Book Fair, I would usually make a trip because I was in Europe. Sometimes I'd go to Berlin, sometimes Paris, sometimes Rome. But I knew Germany fairly well, and I'd driven all over Germany. I'd driven from Bavaria, and we were ready to go to Germany and ready to go to Berlin and stay at the Adlon Hotel, which is the classical old German hotel on, uh, on, uh, right by the Brandenburg Gate. And then COVID hit. So we got on the phone with each other and said, you know, can we do this without going? And we both had... I think fairly vivid memories of Germany as uh, we'd seen it a couple of years before. And we've seen the same thing you saw, the rise of the uh, neo-Nazis and that type of thing. And uh, swastikas on the wall. Of, you know, yeah, it was scary. It's scary. Totally scary. And, uh, and my, uh, my son, Alex, is half Jewish, so uh, it was more scary for him, I think. And uh, But still in all, you know, he, he took Did to it. Berlin. It's a little young city with young people. A very progressive uh, city, but a lot of Germany is not as progressive as Berlin is. And now that this is out and doing incredibly well, you're both working on the third edition or the next one. Same people. Same people. uh, You know, two uh, two CID people. We created these characters on the Criminal Investigation Division, uh, based out of Quantico, Virginia. We created them because we knew we wanted to do a series, and these characters can go any place in the world where there's an American Army installation or American Army personnel station. So what we intend to do in the future is to set these books all over the world, you know, on an Army base in South Korea, let's say, or on an Army base, you know, in, uh, in Japan. Um, so it gives us a lot of latitude in terms of the locales. And, uh, that, but on this one... Uh, on Bloodlines, I think we had a good locale. And it was really serendipitous that we picked Berlin because it really, really worked. Right, and it's and there's a, a feeling about Germany that it's 
We hope not, but that something is well, about to happen. And that's the feeling throughout that whole novel, Bloodlines. You know, as you turn each page, you're thinking, now, now, you know, and and reading on. And I'm so it, glad you enjoyed it. I really no, I did. I'm your best. I'm a thriller lover, and I'm a, and I read all the time. So this one, I'm t telling you, last night I almost finished it, and then I said I got to finish it. So I figured that's it for the sleep. Let's finish the book and find out what happens. Was the army receptive, or you kept them out of it? Uh, I kind of kept them out of it. I was in the you know, I got out of the army in 1969. It was a long time ago. The army has changed. I get it, but uh, uh, I was not in the CID. Yeah, but I, I dealt with CID people. You know, who uh, the civilian equivalent would be sort of you know detectives. Uh, and then the case of uh, my two characters, Brody and Taylor, they're kind of homicide detectives. So I kind of understood that world, and you know, did some research. But no, we did not bring the army into it this time. We Sometimes I do reach out to people I'm writing about. And, they, and, and the army's been good in the past. They've been very, very, you know, forthcoming when I ask them questions. And they know me. They know my books. And, you know, they... And I always try to be fair. And I think I was very fair to the army and the criminal investigation division. And also fair to, you know, the all the communities involved in Germany um, in terms of uh, the Arab immigrants and that type of thing. Right, and it's all happening. The refugee crisis is yeah. right there. Yeah. yeah. It, well, yeah, it's, it's amazing what has happened to you know, our country for good and bad since World War II. And, uh, you know, hopefully we capture it. I'm really, really pleased that you enjoyed it. No, I did. I enjoyed it a lot. Now I'm, I want you to write faster so I can pick up and find out what happened. Congratulations, Nelson. I look forward to talking to you again. Nelson DeMille with his son, Alex DeMille. Bloodlines, their brand new collaboration. And it, it could be, it is happening right now. It's going to take you to today's Germany, among other places. So strap yourself in you're in for a great ride all the best to you nelson we'll talk soon thanks joan okay everyone i'm joan hamburg and you're listening to wavc